Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Rock and Roll Fables with Kenny Bodkin. Okay, I got a story for you. So Ron Blair, who is the uh, the bassist, uh, best known for his work with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, he started um, in 1976 playing with the Heartbreakers, and he played on the first um, four albums: the uh, original, the, the Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, "You're Gonna Get It," "Damn the Torpedoes," and "Hard Promises." All of which had amazing work on it. There's an amazing documentary out there. Uh, called Running Down a Dream by Peter Bogdanovich on the career of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. And in that, um, Tom tells the story of when they were originally um, playing in Amsterdam um, and like young men of their age uh, are apt to do, they went out and bought as much uh, weed and hash and all the stuff that was legal at the time over in Amsterdam and brought it back to the hotel room. Um, Well, it came time to leave Amsterdam and management came in and said, hey, you guys got to throw all this away or smoke it or do something. You can't take it to Germany because you'll go to jail. And we have a gig in Germany, so we need to just get rid of all this before we leave. You know, and they were all pretty upset about that, you know, but it made sense. Nobody wanted to go to jail. So they um, uh, they threw everything away, they thought. And then they get to the airport in Germany the next day. Mind you, they had like a, like a four o'clock uh, showtime on, on, uh, on German television. So they're going through customs and... Um, and they find a small hash pipe in Stan Lynch's, the drummer's uh, baggage, and he's uh, there's like a little bit of resin in it, you know. He's not bringing over anything, but um, so they pull everybody out of line and sit them down and, and uh, start the process that, that goes through something like that. And uh, and Tom is sitting next to Ron Blair. Um, the the basis for the for the band and uh, um, and Tom says something he says isn't this some crap I mean you know and he turns to to Ron and Ron smiles and he's his teeth are black from uh, having a big wad of hashish in his mouth and he's trying to chew it and swallow it 
at that point, they, you know, Tom thought, oh, man, we're going to jail. We're definitely going to jail. But like the trooper he is, uh, Ron swallowed the, the hash. They, and they, you know, got in the, got in the limos and, and finally made their way to the studio to where, uh, you know, no time to rehearse. It's like you, you're on. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and Tom says, and they play the video in the documentary, says if, uh, you know, you want to see the most uh, glassy-eyed, uh, focused bass player in the world, you watch that video, and Ron Blair is playing it. Ron was the oldest member of the Heartbreakers, and um, come 1981-82 time frame, he decided he didn't want to, you know, do it anymore. He didn't want to be part of the grind of, you know, recording and going out on the on the road and touring the world and coming back and recording and going back out on tour. Um, you know, so he uh, he quit the band and he. You know, they found a, a wonderful replacement in Howie Epstein. He was uh, um, not only a great bass player, but he had those amazing high harmonies that matched Tom's voice perfectly. Um, but uh, uh, Ron would come back and play on uh, on albums, you know, all the way up to Southern Accents. Um, he would come and play bass on those, and, uh, and he... Uh, he buys a um, a women's apparel store on the beach in Malibu. So he is running a bikini shop on the beach in Malibu after having toured the world several times over as a heartbreaker. So um, the... Uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inducts uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers in uh, 2002, and uh, um, Tom decides to split it up into the two two bands because by that time Stan Lynch had uh, uh, was no longer a Heartbreaker, so he decided to um, have Ron come back and have um, Stan Lynch come back and play drums. For, for half of it and then he would uh, it would change to Howie Epstein on bass and Steve Ferrone on drums for the for the second half of the performance and uh, he said it was really Tom said it was really nice having Ron play with them being able to look next there and it just it seemed very natural shortly after the induction ceremony um, Howie Epstein passed away looking for a replacement for Howie they really didn't have to look far they um, they had all felt the same way when 
of working with Ron Blair for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So they asked uh, Ron if he would consider coming back into the band, and and he said he would, and he came back, and he he played up until the very last gig of uh, um, you know 2017. We uh, we lost Tom. Um, and he, you know, member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, world-class bass player, and uh, and by all accounts, a really, really nice guy. Isn't that something? Okay, I got a story for you. In 1974, Leonard Skinner releases the song Sweet Home Alabama. And there is a lyric in that song. It goes, well, I heard Mr. Young sing about her. I heard O'Neill put her down. Well, I hope Neil Young will remember a southern man don't need him around anyhow. That was a response to Neil Young's uh, songs on his album Harvest, um, specifically Southern Man and Alabama, which were rather critical of the Southern lifestyle. And he was speaking specifically of, you know, your Southern racist redneck bigots uh, at the time. They thought, and rightfully so, that Neil was um, generalizing to the point where he was putting the entire South in one bucket. Um, uh, I think uh, Ronnie Van Zant said to Rolling Stone that uh, they thought Neil was shooting all the ducks in order to kill one or two, um, and that they were Southern rebels, and that more than that, they know the difference between right and wrong. same interview he said that uh, Sweet Home Alabama was a joke said we didn't even think about it the words came out that way we just laughed like hell and said ain't that funny we love Neil Young we love his music 
And after that, um, Ronnie Van Sant wore a Neil Young t-shirt on stage during performances. I'm sure you've seen the shirt. It's uh, from the uh, cover of uh, Tonight's the Night. For his part, Neil Young uh, was uh, very magnanimous about the whole thing. He uh, uh, he said they had a point, absolutely, that they uh, uh, that Leonard Skinner, uh, you know, was not just shooting off at the mouth. That uh, uh, he's quoted as saying in his uh, uh, 2012 book, Raging Waging Heavy Peace, he says, uh, "Alabama richly deserved the shot that Leonard Skinner gave me with their great record." I don't like my words when I listen to them today. They're accusatory and condescending and not fully thought out and too easy to misconstrue. And Neil Young also wore a Leonard Skinner shirt on stage at least once. He sent um, Ronnie Van Zant three songs he hoped that uh, Leonard Skinner would record. Uh, one of them was Powderfinger. Um, of course, the, uh, the plane crash... Um, meant that that would never happen. Look out, Mama, there's a white boat coming up the river With a big red beacon and a flag and a man on the rail I think you better call John Cause it don't look like the Less than a mile away I hope they didn't come to stay It's got numbers on the side And a gun and it's making big waves One of those songs was Powderfinger Which um, he put out Which Neil Young put out uh, Much later on um, Russ Never Sleeps but it has some pretty prophetic lyrics in it. Big John's been drinking since the river took him. You could see exactly how this would fit into the the canon of uh, Leonard Skinner's songs. Uh, the lyrics about. Uh, um, about uh, Big John and Emmy Lou and, uh, uh, and and just the the southern vibe of it and um, and uh, the lyrics that always get me uh, is towards the end of the song uh, um, cover me with the thought that pull the trigger just think of me as one you never figured would fade away so young with so much left undone remember me to my love I know I'll miss her. I mean, that's that's the Leonard Skinner story right there. Fade away so 
Legend has it that Ronnie Van Zant was buried in his favorite Neil Young t-shirt. Isn't that something? You've been listening to Rock and Roll Fables with Kenny Bodkin. We can be contacted at kenny.d.bodkin at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and support your local musicians.